Working from home used to be a coveted thing, but as the old saying goes, sometimes there can be too much of a good thing, and sometimes the thing that used to feel quite novel can actually become quite problematic. So if you've had to start working from home on a full-time basis over the past couple of years, I almost guarantee that you've experienced one at least of these six things. You've become less productive. You've become way more distracted. You've ended up working in the time that you were supposed to win back due to not having a commute. You've got more aches and pains than usual. You find it more challenging to switch off. You find your work a lot less exciting. You might relate to one of those or you might relate to all six. And today I'm going to give you my antidote to three of these points and in part two tomorrow I'll give you three more. I do want to preface this with the fact that everyone's circumstances are going to be different and I completely understand that some of the points I go through today and tomorrow might not be feasible for you. But I want to start by also giving the harsh and honest truth here. I do hear a lot of people saying, there's just nothing I can do. I have so much to do, so many distractions. It's just impossible. And I'm not saying it's easy, but if you do adopt that victim mentality, you're only going to remain exactly where you are. And that is unfortunately your doing as well. Your circumstances might be the most challenging out of everyone. But as we mentioned yesterday, what would the Stoics say? They would say, now what? And to add to this before I do dive in, I've experienced absolutely all of these as well. I started working from home roughly April 2019 until this day. I'm still in a battle with some of them, specifically the aches and pains, which I'm going to go through thanks to all these uh, non-ergonomically friendly kitchen tables who thought that they were made for dining and not for working. Right, let's get in. Number one, you've become less productive. Step number one here, what does productivity even look like to you? What genuinely makes a productive day? And I think a better question might be, what makes an effective day? And I think that we've lost sight of this entirely because our to-do lists are just so long and maybe we scratch off two or three of these things or maybe none at all. And we get to the end of the day and we just don't feel like we've been productive or effective. Yet in reality, we've been sat at our desks working for the past eight to 10 hours. So a crucial step in winning back the feeling of being effective and accomplished is knowing exactly what's required in order to achieve this. And then once you understand this, you can understand what's getting in the way. Maybe you're prioritizing urgent work over important work. Maybe you're working at times during the day where you're not that cognitively sharp and can't get ahead. Maybe you've simply got too much on your plate and need to discuss your current workload with your colleagues or your boss. You simply can't have an effective or a productive day without knowing what would make that day effective and productive. Which leads us on to the next point which is probably holding you back from being effective is that you've become way more distracted. And for me, it comes down to three steps to resolving this. The first is to schedule in uninterrupted time blocks. Most of the time, we're just jumping from task to task. We're spending maybe five minutes on something before we're getting interrupted or distracted. And then it's another 10 minutes and then we're away from this again. So we need to make sure that we block out specific time in order to be able to be focused for long enough to actually get some effective work done. And I'm sure some of you are thinking, Elliot, this is just impossible. My kids are with me all day. They don't leave me alone for a second. And I get this. And this is where practical may be a better approach than optimal. Maybe you don't get any uninterrupted time in the day. But what about first thing in the morning before they wake up? What about once they go to bed? What about when they are having their naps during the day? What about when they're in activities or classes? Perhaps this is going to be discussed with your partner and at one point during the day, they take care of the children and the other, you take care of them. So you both have the opportunity for uninterrupted time. And if you can find the time to do this, even if it's 30 minutes, I guarantee you it'll help. And the final step here is to eliminate your distractions. You probably know what these distractions are. 
are. The email and WhatsApp notifications, the pile of laundry that's just sitting there that's inviting you to fold it, your housemates and your family members, and it might sound harsh to say it, but they can be distracting. So it all comes down to finding a solution for those distractions. If WhatsApp and email are a problem for you, turn your phone on airplane mode at certain points during the day. Perhaps tell your colleagues that rather than sending multiple messages, summarize them into just sending them once or twice a day unless they're urgent. And maybe just mute that group chat that keeps distracting you. Perhaps it's the housework that's distracting you and it's so key that you don't mix work and chores, even if you can. Allocate a time in your day when you are doing them, perhaps in your breaks or outside of work, or outsource this to other family members. And speaking of family members, if they are the cause of your distraction, create those uninterrupted work blocks and tell your family unless it's an absolute emergency, they do not interrupt you. Put your headphones on, create a do not disturb sign, whatever you need to do. And it may seem selfish, but it's in order to allow you to become selfless and spend time with them. If you feel productive, less distracted, and therefore you can finish your day on time, you're going to be able to spend more quality time with yourself and those you care about. And it's not going to be in the back of your mind that you've got 10,000 other things to do. And on to the final one of the day, which is that you are now working in the time that you were supposed to win back from commuting. If you were not working on your commute in the past, you should not be working in the time that you're supposed to be commuting now. If it does allow you to finish early, amazing, but for most, it means an eight till six has just turned into a six till seven. The irony of this is that we try and get on top of things, and what happens is when we become efficient is that we then don't take that time to ourselves, we just fill it with more work to do, more emails. So let's put it this way, if you respond to someone's email within 10 minutes, they'll probably respond several times during that day. If you respond only at the beginning and end of the day, there's no chance that you're going to get more than one or two responses. If you love your work and want to do more, once again, amazing. But most of us who are doing this aren't getting paid anymore and aren't feeling any more fulfilled by doing more. And if this sounds like you, it's not going to be easy, but it's absolutely essential that you create some boundaries and also a plan for what you're going to do with that time. You might need to give your colleagues and boss a friendly reminder of what your working hours actually are. You may need to encourage others to do the same so they don't fall into that trap. You'll need a plan of what you're going to do with that time as well. If it's at the end of the day and you've got nothing to do in the evening, you probably will continue answering those emails. But if you and your partner made a joint decision that you're both going to close down at 5pm and you're going to head out for that walk, then you now have a reason to wrap up. If you block out your morning commute because that's your time to work out, you've now got a good reason to keep your laptop closed and an opportunity to work on your self before the day begins. Use the time wisely, add in an accountability in the form of maybe other people and do something that either you will enjoy or will contribute to areas of your life that you want to be better at. And it's going to be so much easier for you to start and finish on time when you've got those things in place. There will be the odd occasion, of course, where you might do otherwise, but this will be the minority and not the majority. So that's part one team. I hope that helped and I'll be back with part two tomorrow. And that was the Simply Fit Podcast. I hope you gained a huge amount of value from today's episode. I feel inspired to improve your health and well-being. Be sure to search for Simply Fit in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. And go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Also, if you like the episode, please don't forget to give it a five-star rating. I'd love to hear your feedback or any questions you have. So reach out to me on social media. You'll find me on Facebook and Instagram at Elliot Hassoun. Thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to talking with you all on the next one.